You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hey, Bonsai Retro Club fans, I am Dave. And what I'm bringing you today is essentially an archive of a the original podcast that I had gotten started on. Uh, back in the year of 2014, I believe it was October, I got interested in the concept of doing a, uh, a podcast. And the idea of a theme had uh, taken a little while to come across. Uh, and I landed on the concept of the 1980s. Uh, so I had started up with a group called Southgate Media Group, and they got us started on, or they got me started on a podcast podcast called Eighties Reboot Overdrive. Over the course of doing that podcast, there would be various co-host changes, uh, and we had picked up uh, Scott, picked up Rose along the way. And then we would uh, start a relationship with Suzanne. And that became our regular co-host for uh, Bonsai Retro Club. So the beginning, though, before all that, before we all really started and met up with each other and started to do this thing that you're now listening to, Bonsai Retro Club, there was 80s Reboot Overdrive. So Southgate Media Group has decided that they are going to uh, release all the content back to its original creators for the episodes and the podcasts that we were doing back then. They're actually disbanding their podcast um, media empire, if you will. And so we have all of the original content episodes that I have done way back when with different co-hosts and in some cases familiar voices uh, in the later episodes. So what I've tried what I've decided to do is put this as a intro into those old episodes. And that way you understand that this is a revisiting of the 80s reboot art overdrive archive so this is not new content this is content that was recorded back in the years that we were doing that podcast I'm trying to decide if I'm going to post all the episodes uh, that uh, we had from way back when or maybe we'll just you know post ones that have some some good uh, guests or some relevance. Uh, there's quite a few of them that don't have relevance anymore. They were, um, you know, doing some promotion for, 
you know, like uh, independent movies or uh, things that never really bubbled up into fruition. So I, I don't know if it really makes sense to revisit those episodes or not. But in order to get us started, this is the very first podcast episode that I had ever done. Uh, and this was about Thundercats, which you're looking at the title episode and you know that's what it's about. So originally I was set up with uh, two co-hosts that the Southgates knew. Uh, one of them Mike, one of them Nick. And I've really had... Rare, rarely have I had contact with them in so many years now. So I hope they're both doing fine. Uh, but this is going to be a reposting of our original podcast episode, if you will, our pilot for 80s Reboot Overdrive. Um, and the thing that I remembered about it was that I had take, taken copious notes of things that, you know, different topics that I wanted to bring up. And I had it right beside me as we were talking. So... Over the course of the podcast, and as I got a little bit more comfort of just speaking naturally, then I started dropping the the notion of having notes uh, and anything scripted. You know, so the earlier episodes, I had made an effort to do that kind of thing because I really didn't want to get to the point where we were just had a bunch of dead air and nobody was saying anything so I thought it was really important and I thought it was important that as a podcaster that you you sounded like you knew the topic uh, and then at, over the course of listening to more podcasts and doing our own I started to discover that I enjoyed the natural conversation better so I didn't I started going towards the notion of I didn't want to do a lot of research and I wanted a lot more of the spontaneity of the conversation. Uh, and then that was the, the, the concept of what would become Bonsai Retro Club was just the, uh, you know, what it would be like if we were sitting around talking about retro topics, having a cocktail, uh, and just enjoying each other uh, with conversation. So that became kind of the club mentality. So, uh, the Thundercats episode, I listened to about the first 10 minutes of it, uh, but I'm going to listen to it again in, in its entirety. Uh, but for the sake of just giving some new content in Bonsai Retro Club, and now that we have this archive of old content that we can reuse from 80s Reboot Overdrive, I thought it'd be fun to throw some of this stuff out here, so to see if you guys would, uh, would like it. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the show. And this will be me, Nick, and Mike talking about Thundercats. I hope you enjoy. All right. Hello, this is Dave White, and we are on 80s Reboot Overdrive. Um, today's episode is going to be about Thundercats. And I've got uh, Mike on. How you doing? And Nick. Hey. All right. And what I want to do is I want to start this out right. I'm going to say, you know, Thundercats are on the move. 
Thundercats oh. are loose. You yes. feel the magic, hear the roar. <laughs> Thundercats are loose. Are loose. Thunder, Ow. thunder, thunder, thundercats. Exactly, oh. exactly. So the cartoon ran from what, like 1985 to 1989. Yep. Um, you know, for me as a kid, uh, you know, at, at that point I was 15 to 19 years old, and but you know that was just something I had to watch, man. Yeah, big time. Um, Thundercats was. I mean, I know I'm deviating already, but in terms of the toy line, I can remember Thundercats being the first toys as a kid that were super cool and different also. Like the the, the designs of the Thundercats were so amazing to me when I was younger because they built a whole world. It wasn't just like G.I. Joe's, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, um, you know, more mythical, magical kind of a, a feel. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember being like kind of freaked out by the designs because again I was you know used to GI Joe yeah you know human cartoon stuff and then just seeing these cat faced people it was a little unnerving at first but yeah I watched it in the best possible way unnerving though you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> although we might have to blame Thundercats for furries <laughs> no comment <laughs> no comment yeah that's good all right so. Like, um, I guess roll call for the Thundercats, you know, you had Lino, you had Tigra, yeah. Chitara, yeah. Panthro, Panthro, Snarf, Wally Cat, Wally Cat, and what, with Jaga, you know, kind of their uh, Obi-Wan type character. Yeah. Um, so who's your favorite? Bengali. I was just about to say, are we including the later guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I really, you know, yeah, I just, I just picked out the, uh, the names from the, uh, like the, the, the main guys that, that launched kind of the whole thing, but, yeah. uh. Yeah, you could definitely throw in anybody that was kind of in there. So Bengali was super cool. Um, I, it, you know, I, I really love Panthro. I, I'm, I'm usually somebody who picks somebody that's not, you know, one of the main crew, but I, you can't deny how cool he was. Yeah, you know, for me, Panthro was, um, yeah, I've always been had this kind of affection for engineers. Mm -hmm. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. No, so you know, watching Star Trek, you know, I'm always the guy that's kind of, you know, oh yeah, Scotty's going to take care of it, or yep. you know, Jordy, you know. So I mean, you know, that Panther was kind of my first, you know, engineer, if you will. You know, built like the the Thunder Tank, and uh, how cool is that? You know, and then you know, throwing nunchucks on top of it. Absolutely, <laughs> red and blue nunchucks. Oh, that's true. I didn't really think about that in terms of engineers. I don't remember any. Like, we had, like, mad scientists on cartoons when we were kids, but I don't remember uh, anybody that was, like, an actual engineer where you could see the machines they built, and they actually used them regularly. Hmm, yeah. I'm blanking right now. Yeah. Mad scientists, yeah, but I don't know about engineers. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I think I looked it up a little bit earlier uh, in the week, and I think I saw, read something like Tigra was responsible for uh, helping build the uh, cat's lair. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know, I, I guess they, you know, decided to use labor, you know, the um, uh, burbles. The burbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robo burble bears. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> awesome. That show, man. Non-union scab <laughs> Non-union teddy bear robot scabs. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah. What do you pay those guys? Exactly. Hogs, I guess. Yeah. There you go. And now, all right. So that's a question I always had. Now. In the show, they referred to it as Third Earth. Yep. Now, was that, like, that always confused me. Because I know there was humans on the show every once in a while. Yeah. But in terms of there being Third Earth, was that, like, um, I mean, was that another planet that they labeled Earth? Or was that Earth, like... Like, like another, sort of like a Middle Earth sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, well, I read somewhere that Mumra was, like, originally 
an ancient Egyptian priest okay. who made a pact with, you know, the drug spirit of evil. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I guess, yeah, like, that's supposed to be Earth way, way, way far in the future. I don't okay. know. Oh, so third is like, like third age. Maybe. I bet I'd you have, that's it. I'll have everything... to pop out Wikipedia at some yeah, point. do it. <laughs> um, I guess that that makes sense too, because if if everything looks all dinosaur-y and blown up, maybe it's like right after an extinction or something. Yeah, maybe. It's not like it's like the third planet from the uh, from the sun or something right. like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do your homework, Nick. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, all right. Now, when we first started uh, the idea of talking about Thundercats, um, Mike, you, you you threw out a snarf thing. I did. Uh, now, are you a fan of Snarf, or can I badmouth him? Uh, you know, this is before I realized mascots were awful. Um, so Snarf didn't bother me as a kid, but of course, as I got older and I revisited it, you know, it's he's bound and great on my nerves. But as a kid, he never really bothered me. But then again, I could also deal with Scrappy-Doo, unlike a lot of people. This is, uh, yeah, okay, Scrappy-Doo, yeah, I, I'm drawing a line. That's that, that's bad. <laughs> I was going to say, you're a better man than I got good did. Yeah, I don't know why. He never bothered me. Um, Snarf was just kind of there. We, you know, I accepted he needed to exist for some reason, so I never really questioned or had an issue with him. As long as I saw, you know, weird walrus people and guys that were giants and also big feet living on the mountain, I was fine. Yeah, you know, for me, Snarf was, uh, you know, equivalent to the Jar Jar Binks, and yeah, you know, I, I'm sorry, but that's, you know, if somebody's not going to like that, but <laughs> no, it's totally true. Yeah, I mean, now when we, you know, I don't know, I don't know if like there's not really Saturday morning cartoons anymore, so I don't know what would pass as a Saturday morning cartoon mascot, you know? Right. So I don't even know if that still exists now because I don't really watch, you know, those types of cartoons anymore, but. Um, but yeah, it seems like every show that we watched, like like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon had uh, Uni. Yep. There was always some either monosyllabic or a character that only said one word, you know, and it, it was the big... Oh, like uh, uh, Orko from He-Man. Yeah, 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 Orko was another mascot for sure. Yeah. Didn't was, really have much to add. It was really, I think, a case of merchandising, like, you know, oh, some for sure. suit, suit probably thought, oh, it's cute, kids will love it, and kids, for the most part, really did. <laughs> <laughs> I remember even Go as a ahead. kid just being freaked out even more even more than the other Thundercats I did not like how Snarf looked yeah the oh, weird yeah. cat with human like human features and the hands and the voice I yeah. know it's Pluto and Goofy syndrome like why did Goofy walk upright and he had like a voice and why did Pluto act like a dog it seemed mm -hmm. like the same thing wow I was just about to say that were you <laughs> that's awesome great minds sir <laughs> But yeah, I mean, even but I guess Snarf was kind of lizardy though, so I don't even know if he was supposed to be a cat. Well, I, I think they were all just supposed to have cat-like characteristics, mm, but yeah. I guess Snarf was probably just more, um, you know, uh, cat feline, if you would, than yeah. you know the others that were upright, maybe. So right, less evolved version of the cat. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to put that. He, he is the Thundercats monkey to the <laughs> to the ape talking monkey. Yeah. All right, so who didn't have a crush on Chitara? Uh, could, yeah, <laughs> guilty. Yeah, yeah. Guilty, I, guilty, guilty. Yeah, I don't know what it was about her, but uh, yeah. Well, we also didn't have a whole hell of a lot of female characters <laughs> in cartoons back then, except like Lady J. True. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm good. G.I. Joes. Yeah. yeah the Besides the G.I. Joes, we didn't. And, and 
I should I should re- bring that back a little bit. We didn't have very many strong female characters because yeah. a lot of them were just like you know princess and Zelda damsel in distress types. Mm-hmm. But Chitara actually whooped on people. Yeah, she had what the uh, the staff. Yeah, the, the super speed. Yeah. Now I in the in the the later Thundercats cartoon, the the more current one that was what 20, 2010, 20, 2011? Yeah. Her staff extends. Did it do that in the old cartoon? It did. It did do that. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew she she had the super quick thing, but I couldn't remember if the staff did that stuff. Yeah, actually she um like it would like collapse down. I wouldn't say collapse, but it shrunk down where she actually was able to uh, keep it in like the uh, um, her uh, brace or something that's on her. Uh, oh, okay. Um, what am I thinking of? Not her ankle, but like on her wrist. So whatever that's called. So did she? I didn't. I didn't even know she had bracers. I got to look up a picture of her now. Oh, yeah, no, not the naked one. No, oh, no, no, don't want to bring that up. <laughs> I forgot. No, I forgot about that though. But when they first landed on Third Earth, like the very first episode, they were all nude. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. I I, yeah. I always remember that. I'm like, why why is there a big naked blue dude with nunchucks walking around? That's weird. And I think after the pilot, they realized, yeah, we're gonna need to redesign. <laughs> yeah, it was probably around the same time they got rid of the iron cross on He Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I thought that toughed it out the entire run. I I think they replaced it with an H. No, I think it was an iron cross. Was it the whole time? I think so. <laughs> Reminds Ooh. me of what I saw that email, the uh, intro to the Masters of the Universe in German. <laughs> God, was that hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe it was. I think maybe they just did the H for the new toy line then. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see the bracer on Chitara now. Ah. Yeah, so somehow that thing, you know, would uh, shrink down and be able to, you know, that's where she stored it. So. Well, then, then, then I just realized everybody's freaking weapons in the Thundercats extended. You realize that? think about it the whip just it was like a little like a little handle and then he slashed it out and it became a whip yeah the sword of omens used to grow did yeah. the nunchucks grow i don't think so i think the nunchucks were just the nunchucks okay but, but the, <laughs> you got but, the cheesy weapons but no i think the nunchucks actually were like you know a, it would, the the claw part of it would pop open and i know like they had stuff would come out of it oh yeah that's right like some sort, yeah. I don't, I don't know, you know, if it was like a Batman utility belt, you know. Yeah. You would have like, you know, different things come out at different times based on whatever Panther needed. But that's that sounds right. And I just saw episodes recently, but there were so many. Yeah. Um, well, that was the thing in the '80s. They had to like sort of bust out animated cartoon, animated cartoons to at least 65 episodes, because then you could do a syndication deal forever yeah. and ever. Yep, that's right. Um, and as long as the toys sold, you could keep keep it going. So. Yeah. Oh, the toys sold, too. Mm-hmm. Also, I wonder, I know, I, I'm pretty sure that Silverhawks came around as toys first because yep. of the success Thunder, of Thundercats. That's really what it all, that's how it all started. I mean, He-Man started out as toys before. Yeah, that I knew. I didn't, but I, Thundercats was a cartoon first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, I remember Silverhawks be, were the toys first because I remember I saw the toys in the store and I'm like, what the hell are these? They're cool, but I don't know where they came from. Thundercats in space. They pretty much were. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Thundercats were technically in space. <laughs> That's right. Thundercats time. in space in space. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I know there was like a, a Thundercat revival or something, um, you know, where, you know, it kind of got popular for a while there. And I know that I saw a, uh, um, a Sword of Omens, you know, as a toy. But I mean, was that around in the 80s where you could get the, 
sort of omens and it kind of like came out and, and expanded kind of like the lightsabers do nowadays. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I, I really, I swear I remember seeing the sort of omens as a kid, but Oh man. I, I see. I always get it confused in my head because there was a million different He-Man toys. Right. Um, and you know, they, all those different swords. Oh man. I really think there was because I remember it having like weird little, like uh turquoise blue on the handle and i think the the sign and the sword of omens lit up or something okay yeah okay i mean how could they not market that like that would have been a cash cow oh yeah in the the 80s oh my god like i'm looking up uh, stuff on ebay actually now and there's a few different like thundercats toys yeah i can't tell if they're from the 80s or not but well yeah doing a search oh yeah there it is okay yeah, doing a search, searching for Sword of Omens 80s brings up, it's the one, two, third entry, at least on mine is, 80s local blogger. Here, let me see. Yeah, that's the one. It's got the little turquoise bits on the side, on the on the, on the the handle. Here, I'm just going to link this to you fellas real quick if I can. <laughs> um, now, did, yeah, they, I told, now I did it also come with a claw shield? Because I think that, that's important. <laughs> that would be awesome, that but I don't, yes. I don't remember the claw. I do remember the sword, though. All right, let's see if I can look at this without, like, ruining anything. <laughs> uh... God, man. Being being older now, looking back at Thundercats, and just in the in this search for the Sword of Omens really makes me realize how genius the marketers were. Genius slash evil. Oh, totally. Because even as an adult, I'm like, why don't I have all this stuff? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to click around too much. I don't want to, like, you know... Mess, up, mess up the color here, so. No worries. <laughs> it exists. I'll show you later. All, all right, right, cool. But, um, all right, so obviously the really cool part, Sword of Omens, uh, Lion-O, we're talking about all those guys, but, you know, Wally Kit, Wally Cat, you know, I, I, I mean, what are they, like, uh, the Wonder Twins, if you will? The uh... Yeah. Well, that was another thing in the 80s, the kid's sidekick. That's in a lot yeah. of animated shows. They had, like, the supposedly the relatable kids. But yeah. Oh, really? They yeah. Could also exactly. Be really annoying too, you know. I wonder if they tried to do that with Lionel, make him a relatable kid because he technically is super young. Yeah. Like mentally. Right. 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 That that was his thing. He was like the boy king that was frozen or something. Well, they all were in stasis, and he somehow aged while yeah. everyone else did the thing. That's what confused me. Like, why did he age, but the other guys didn't? Plot hook. Yeah, pretty much. Deus Ex Machina. Let's make him be older. <laughs> But that was like his thing. Like he had to, even though he was an adult and he was jacked and he had the sword, he still had to learn how to use it responsibly. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Now, do you guys remember there was an episode where, um, before he could be recognized as like the Lord of the Thundercats, he had to battle each one of them, but like without his weapon. Oh, that sounds familiar too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, sounds cool. I just don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, 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 for some reason, that's the one, the episode that really sticks in my brain. It might have been like a two-parter or something like that. But I remember like he had to, you know, uh, defeat each one of them with like, you know, with their main, you know, uh, niches, if you will. So like, you know, when he was fighting okay. Panthro, he had to beat him, you know, with strength. That's what I bought. Okay, and Chitara was a, you know, a race or, you know, with speed or whatever, you know, yeah. and. Uh, you know, he had to go through all these trials, if you will, you know, in order to be recognized as their leader. As their leader? Yeah. So, all right. So if Panther was strength, Chitara was speed, then what was Tigra? Uh, Agility, maybe? Yeah. Cunning? Cunning, yeah. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. I, 
trying to remember exactly, but um, I think, you know, Wally Kit, Wally Cat was something like uh, mischievous or something like that, or if you will, yeah. you know, so. I would, I probably would have put them with Cunning. Well, probably would have. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And also thinking about Wily Kit and Cat, where I, I see Snarf as a secondary character. Kit and Cat, even though they could have been, you know, kind of annoying, I do think they were good for good for story hook just in the fact that they were the young impetuous ones getting into trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. So without them, I don't know if there would have been as many crazy episodes as there were because they had like ridiculous characters on that show, which is why I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, there was always something new to, yeah. to throw out there. So And that, that was always the grab for me too. If you had a show that kept on churning out like new, different, weird stuff, I was all the way there. And they it seemed like they had a different bad guy like every two episodes. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Again, marketing. I'm <laughs> hook, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Merchandising, yeah. Merchandising. Um, yeah, like the like the snowman up on the on that snow hook mountain. I can't remember. was his name just snowman. Mm. Snow snow no snow meow was that was okay, his, back to Wikipedia. Yeah, he was like a big bigfoot looking dude, um, and he had like a like a an Inuit parka on. Yeah, snowman and snow meow. Swear to God, look it up. Oh, this <laughs> God. Snowman was like his writing. Yep. Okay, yep, yep. I'm seeing it. Yep, Snowman or Snowman of Hook Mountain. Here it yep. is. Uh, Hook Mountain. I was right. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have and to do yep. a quick search here so I you can have to. You guys and are... Snow Meow. Yep, is cat. Yep. Yep. Oh, and there you go. There's another Pluto to everybody else's Goofy. He's riding a giant cat. <laughs> well, technically, the Thundercats aren't native to Third Earth, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I can hear you pushing your glasses up. Yeah. <laughs> Snow. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him. Does anybody remember him besides me? No. And see, that's the great part. Which weird bad guy do you remember that I probably won't? Because there was a million of them. Think of like one of your favorite super weird bad guys. Can't say Mumra, and you can't say any of the uh, the standard mutants like Sly, their monkey. And... No. Haha. Sorry. <laughs> oh, now we're being sure. tested. <laughs> well, not a test. I just want to see, you know, maybe there's one that I ha- that I haven't seen or one that I don't remember because I know I didn't see the whole series. Well, because I don't want to cheat because I I remember a lot of the villains from the revival series that I watched. Um, oh, okay. But, but yeah, I'm just trying to remember what was in the old series now. Yeah. I'm... Well, cheat away if you want to. Like as long as it sparks a memory. Um, the only one that I that I I haven't watched the entire new series all the way. The only one that I saw that was from then besides Mumra was uh, Groon. Yep, Groon. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, they did him so well in the new series. Yeah. That was a... I really dug that series. I wish it had stayed on longer. Yeah. Dave, did you see any of the new ones? Actually, I did not. Um, You know, you figure I would have been, like, all into that, but, you know, I'm like, I I don't want to... I didn't want to watch it and, like, you know, hate it. You know, so so storyline-wise, it's very basic. You know, it's very Little Kitty, but so was the original Thundercats. I wasn't looking for anything to blow me away or anything, but I will say this. I will watch that show any day of the week just for the visuals. Yeah, the the, the style was really nice. It's um, beautiful. And actually, the world-building I liked, too, was very much, I mean, not to use a pretentious term, but it was very much like a beast fable. Like, each huh. of the, each of the like, species had different civilization, like, a different civilization. And um, yeah. they all hated the cats because the cats were the they were like, the top apex, of the... and then they the kingdom got destroyed and they were reduced to sort of like the third world. Right. Yeah, was... that was a cool angle. 
Um, and, it, and it wasn't even just the mutants either. You're right. It was like the other the other species that were out there. Like there was the lizard. The lizards were mostly the main thing. Yeah, they were the bad. They were the bad ones. They were right. the like they were the repressed ones. They were. Oh. That's like how it started. They rose up and overthrew them. Exactly. That was really cool. Something about that show, Dave, is that the 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 lizard kind were like the slaves of the cats. Right. So when the so when the cats fell, I, I don't think was that that wasn't like that in the original show, right? No, they were because they were mutants in the original show. Here right. they were actually animal people. Like, right. They all had they were all different animal. And they explained that. I, did you ever see that episode where they explained where that came from? Um, I, I've seen bits and pieces after the first couple episodes, so I'm not quite sure. Well, ex, explain away. Um. Well, okay. I get. And that was another thing I like. They sort of tied it all together because originally. All the animal species of all the different races were actually uh, foot soldiers under Mumra, like oh. tens of thousands of years ago. And part of his power, aside from, I guess, the ancient spirits, and I wish this had gone on longer because they would have tied it together. He actually, I think, took part of the um, part of what was the guy's name? Uh, Monstar from Silverhawks. Oh, wow. He like took part of his power, stole something from like. I think this sort of Plundar was based on it because they showed him on a screen, like, in the background. Monstar? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, and I think if it, if it had gone on, they would have found a way to tie it together. Silverhawks and Thundercats? Yeah, they would have tied it together somehow, like the mythologies. But oh. yeah, it was, like, tens of thousands of years ago, and... That's so sweet. And for anybody listening who's not sure, Monstar was the main villain in, in Silverhawks. Silverhawks, yeah. And actually, there was a, also a shot in the background of, like, the screen of the spaceship, I guess, that Mumra used. Um, they showed the tiger sharks, if you remember those guys. Mm, kind of, sort of. They were sort of, kind of along the same lines as Thundercats and Silverhawks, same company, except they were shark people. Oh, so this is a whole nother, a whole nother Part- series. Yeah, yeah, so. Oh, okay. So yeah, they tied all that together, and it was actually kind of neat like that. And the, the pyramid was actually like his, like a remnant of his spaceship that fell to oh, Thundera. And, uh, I didn't. I didn't know they were building all these worlds together. All I knew, I didn't think they were connected at all. I don't think they originally were probably in the old show, but yeah, they... Um, no, but they, yeah, for the new one? Yeah. That's so sweet. And oh my God, was Tiger Sharks from the 80s as well? Yeah. Because I'm looking at this, like I just looked up Tiger Sharks and I looked at the, the you know, the font. Mm-hmm. And that just triggered Same like... Font, yeah. it, it triggered like 8,000 memories in the back of my head. I'm sure I've seen an episode, but I don't remember it at all except for that. Yep. But yeah, so... Super cool. So, all right, I found my obscure, um, uh, you know, bad oh, guy. You, oh, you found okay. one? Yeah I, yeah, I just didn't know his name. So, I, name? I, 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 Hammerhand. Oh, Hammerhand. The cyborg pirate. Is that the nice. dude? Is that the guy with, like, uh, one hand is just a big yellow, like, robot claw? Well, it's not yellow, but uh, the pictures got him depicted as, like, a silver, uh, uh, like, his left hand. Yeah, just one okay. whole arm and hand. Oh, you know why? Because I'm remembering the toy. Yeah. Because I had the toy. Um, yeah, yeah. the toy I had, he was able to... He, there was like a pin that was in the back of his elbow on his giant robot hand. Uh-huh. And when you push the pin in, his fingers opened. And when you pull it back, it closed so you could pick up other figures. How cool. I don't remember seeing him in the cartoons, but I remember the toy. And I had the guy who would... Um, uh, I, I know. I think they were called the Berserkers, the Viking guys. You got it right. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at the, uh, the wiki right now. And um, yeah, so he was in a... Uh, episode where uh, him and his companion berserkers were trying to capture unicorns from the unicorn forest and snarf <laughs> uh, was there to step in and help what would an 80s show what do you know the unicorn. Yeah. 
Unicorns, man. It's all yeah. about the unicorn. Yeah, so. And, and Snarf saved him? Uh, let's see. Uh, he stepped in to help and protected several unicorns, but was then captured himself. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. stepped in to help doesn't mean saved him. <laughs> well, you know, he, he, he asserted himself. <laughs> he, he was a stand-up guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he just wasn't going to let that happen. <laughs> Do you know the names of the other berserkers? Because I had toys of two other ones that I can remember. One was a dude that would spin around and he had a shield, and the other guy had a wheel in his chest and he would... Like, you would zip line him as a toy, put him down, and he would slam into something. It had to be something like like Ram Bam or Smash Head or something ridiculous like Ram that. Bam. Oh, jeez, you got it. Ram Bam. Okay. Oh, Are you serious? Here, 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 are the, here are the members of the uh, um, Berserkers. Cruncher, okay. Hammerhand, Ram Bam, and Top Spinner. Top Spinner. Okay, that, had, that was the guy I had that. Yeah. So what was the other one? Cruncher? Cruncher. Hmm. I don't I, know that. I'll see if I can get a picture here of Cruncher. Um, he's a hulking pirate. His sheer strength can crush buildings and boulders with ease. Neat. Oh, okay. You know what? He doesn't really look that familiar to me. I saw the other guys for sure. I had those, but he does not look familiar at all. Yeah, I okay. guess you didn't have him as a toy then. He is the weirdest looking toy. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. The samurai guy was named Hachiman. Oh, Hachiman. Yes. Samurai warrior and master swordsman from ancient Japan. Summoned to Third Earth by Mumra, he was tricked into fighting Lion-O, but thanks to his code of Bushido, he became an ally to the Thundercats and the Warrior Maidens of the Treetop Kingdom. Sweet. The Treetop Kingdom? Yep, I guess the Warrior Maidens. I, vag- I vaguely remember those. Yeah, they had um, yep, a race of Amazon women that, who live in the forests of what is called the Treetop Kingdom. Awesome. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the picture of him now. I, 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 yeah, I recognize him. Oh, that's right. They, yeah, they were some of the only humans that I could remember on Third Earth because they were like, they were like the Amazon girls, right? Yeah, Amazon women. Excuse me. You want his, uh, his weapons named a thunder cutter? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you knew they were going to be allies if he had a weapon that had thunder in the title. Magic Cantana called yeah. the thunder cutter. Sweet. Was that like the keyword? I guess for the show thunder. Uh, thunder, thunder. <laughs> if there's anything thunder, thunder related, it was going to be Deus Ex Machina. We're just gonna put thunder on everything. Or, or, or swords in general. Anybody that had a sword. I remember the Sword of Omens got them out of like anything anything that ever went wrong. The Sword of Omens like, I'm going to turn it to a magic carpet now and fly away. <laughs> you remember that? It, it would it got them out of any any possible scrape when their writers were like, ah, we're tired. We want to go eat. We want to go eat burgers and go home. I swear and, I remember. And you him. know that's how it, you know, you totally know how, that's how it worked. It had to be. I know it did. Yeah, they, they're just like writing episodes, looking at the Burger King across the street, being like, yeah, and then he flies away on the sword. <laughs> we need to get him out of here. We don't know how. So we'll just yeah. have the sword fly. Good enough. Well, OK, so let's sort of count down things that we remember the Sword of Omens doing. We know it extends. I swear I remember flying around on it. Sight what beyond else? sight. Right, sight beyond sight. What right. else? Well, we remember it projected the uh, the Thundercat emblem to call the, all yep. of them. Okay, yeah. the symbol. Yeah, the symbol. Um, it did extend. I didn't he like use it to pole vault every once in a while. Uh, I, uh, I remember uh, something. Yeah, something I think I remember that too. Oh, it, and it reflected Mumra's um image back on him, and it that would freak him out. <gasps> that's right. No, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's if, right. I forgot. If you looked at that. the sword, he would flip. Yeah, very uh, Medusa kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of fits because Mumra did look sort of sort of Medusa Medusa ish in a way with all the little bandages hanging off of them when they would writhe around like living snakes. All right, this is kind of getting off the uh, uh, what you were uh, asking about for the sort of omens, but yeah, the uh, you know 
Mumra would do his thing, you know, um, ancient spirits of evil transform this decayed form into Mumra, the ever-living, right? Mumra, the ever-living! I should have had you do that. That's so cool. (laughs) But, you know, cartoons back then, you also had, you know, like He-Man would do the, you know, by the power of Grayskull, I have the power, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so obviously, you know, a lot of those you know, cartoons, you know, use some sort of like sorcerer incantation, right? Yeah, like a battle chant. Yeah, so I mean, to me that, you know, I'm wondering if they had a lot of tie-ins with like Dungeons and Dragons, like, you know, because of the height of the popularity. Well, I, I would say so, probably. And, and again, it, for it, it was, I know it affected me and I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons nerd, but anything that crafted its own world and crafted something out of scratch that was really well done, I think totally would would appeal to a D and D nerd. But the um well also I think like those things like Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats, Ho, Ancient Spirits of Evil, that allowed kids to like remember, I think. Yeah. And something to look forward to. And I mean, even now, years later, nerds like us can can quote that without even <laughs> can, thinking, you know? Yeah, can recall it. It's yeah. also it's also a genius marketing trick too. Mm-hmm. Anything that you can, you know, that that has repetition in a show like this. If you're looking forward to it, you know that you're going to want the toy of the dude that says that. Yeah, you and they had Mumra toys, right? Oh yeah. So what? Oh yeah. Mumra yeah. toys. Mumra toys. Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the two first toys that I could remember coming out were Lionel and Mumra, and they came with rings that you put a double A battery in, and when you pressed the 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 tip of that little battery ring into their backs, their eyes would light up. Huh. Yeah. Mumra, they never. I don't ever remember their, at least not in the old series. I don't remember seeing a Mumra in a cloak, but they always had like Mumra the Ever Living, the big tough guy yeah. one. That's I think that's what I was confused about. Did they have the big Mumra and the small Mumra, or just the big Mumra? I only remember the big one, um, at least from from back then. Uh, but yeah, he had you know the little. He had the headdress. You would press a button on his back, and his arms would swing. They would flail around. Um, and Lionel had the same thing. But that's the one thing I always remember. And I, I'll never forget it because I I destroyed the battery toy because oh the battery's in there too long and the the acid leaked out. But uh, yeah, it was like a little metal nib on the end of this toy, and it would it would light up their eyes when you pressed the back of them. It was really trippy. There's like a little um like a little metal grommet in their backs. I guess that was a circuit to the eyes. I gotta come clean when we talk about the toys for this stuff because like the time that Thundercats was out, like you know the early to mid '80s. Yeah. I was living in a neighborhood primarily full of girls <laughs> so anytime that you know my mom would put would you know need me to get babysat or whatever you know they'd pull out the gems or the you know the <laughs> and I, you know and i'd make do but you know anytime i tried to break like a gi joe over you know i was overruled. not allowed yeah, yeah slapped and, down in favor of she-ra so a lot of the figures i'd like i never got to play with unless like i was with you know, family members or something, but yeah. What you mean? So Lionel wasn't able to go, like you know, have fun with Barbie or something? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think, but I think Barbie was just too tall for him. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it's funny too because like my cousin Carly and I, she had a lot of the Barbies and stuff. We we both had, and that's another thing I should mention too is like the 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 super super gender specific toys in the eighties. Like <laughs> yep. now, it's getting a little Thanks. better. Yeah, everything. If it's pink, it's for a girl. If it's any other thing, it's for a boy. You know what I mean? But even though my cousin Carly had all the Barbies and me and my cousin Brian had all the like the dude toys, 
we would still play back and forth. Like again, Barbies were too big, but there were like smaller figures that she, I think she had the new kids on the block toys or something. And we would put them in the, the, the GI Joe hovercraft and ride them around. <laughs> but we, and I remember because the Thundercats were so much bigger than all the other toys, they would be like the Colossi from shadow of the Colossus that would come out and like slap the hovercraft out of the ground and stuff. <laughs> so we found ways around it. Screw that gender specific crap. Yeah. That's, that's actually pretty awesome. I would have watched funny. the new kids cartoon if they had the Thunder Tag. <laughs> I would have too. <laughs> well, actually, I was forced to watch them, so I had to. Never mind. Yeah, I, oh. yeah. I think for me, you know, I had GI Joes and the uh, Star Wars action figures. You know, I had yeah. the uh, the Darth Vader collector case. You know, from Empire Strikes Back, I think it was. And right. that yeah. looks like his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. So I don't, I, think... I don't remember ever having any Thundercat toys. I had I had Thundercat toys. I had a lot of toys actually. It's funny I didn't have a lot of food most of the time. But like my my dad was uh, my my mom and dad were divorced, so a lot of the times I would go over to dad's house on the weekends and he'd be like, "Let's go to Toys R Us," because like you know he was afraid, <laughs> like you know, oh if I don't get the kid a toy, he's not gonna remember me. You know what I mean? So I capitalized. I had an uncle, had an uncle like that. So yeah. yeah. Here, Nick. Here's a toy. Remember yeah. who I am next time. Deal yeah. payments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the guy who pays out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Uncle Thundercats. <laughs> All right, so main bad guys. We had, what, Mumra, Slythe, Jackalman, uh, Monkeyan, and Vul- Vultureman. Yeah, was Vul- it just Vultureman? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't exactly creative. <laughs> They're allowed because they came up with all the other cool stuff. I'll yep. let it go. Oh, and Mamut. Mamut. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Mamut. The, uh, the Muttley to the Snidely Whiplash. But he was more of a dog. He didn't – he was – Actually, surprisingly, not as anthropomorphized as. Yeah, he was just a straight-up bulldog, wasn't he? Yeah, except he had bat wings whenever Mamra transformed. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, he had like little bat wings. He would like fly, but it awesome. would be like the bat wings were dragging the dog pretty much because his like legs would be in the air, just be. Fantastic! Oh, this. I always remember him looking like I'm looking at his picture now, and I I remember him like that now. But before you mentioned that, you said Mama, and I always remembered him looking like the Moblins from the Zelda cartoon. Oh God! Right. Does he does he look like those? He does a little bit. <laughs> now I can't unsee it. <laughs> I destroyed it for you. Sorry, guys. So, like of the bad guys, did you have a favorite bad guy? Yeah. Again, it's pretty hard to beat Mumra. He was yeah. super awesome. I was gonna say it sounds like a cop out, but yeah, every time like he just had that voice and that you know that yeah. creepiness about him. You know, he'd be hunched over in the cloak. The voice and his theme, like the yeah. the whole. Uh, like until um what was the uh what was the the 90s show with the uh mummies alive oh god now until mummies alive i don't remember any like egyptian based characters in cartoons and i thought that was freaking fascinating when i was a kid seeing mumra that was one of my favorite like i loved all the egyptian mythology i loved all the you know everything about it the artwork when i was a kid so seeing mumra being a mummy and doing all that like living in a pyramid i'm like oh this is the coolest ever and I mean, Jackalman looked kind of like Anubis-like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, I was just trying to look this up. I was, I remember reading something about the, uh, somebody that did the voice of like two characters, and I was trying to remember who it was. I remember it was lion and the guy that did lion did someone else. I think every voice actor like was pulling like double to triple duty with certain characters. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Because I think that, um, because I think I saw on Wikipedia, the guy who did Mumra also did Jaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the case for, it, 
a, a lot of those characters back then. And even now, I can listen and hear like, oh, that was Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, that yeah. was, you know. Well, I mean, Panthro, we were talking about him earlier. He was voiced well, by Grep Oxtable from the Cosby Show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which they didn't play up at all either, because I didn't no. know that until I was older. And I thought about it. I was like, that is. Asking for a Samoflange. Listen to that. <laughs> and, of course, we've all heard the outtakes, I assume. We have indeed, but they are not for PG not, listening. <laughs> no, not for, not for this show. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of those outtakes, though, in the new series, there was a part where uh, Panthro asks for a Samo flange, and yep. I lost my mind. I just yep. roll it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, now I really want to quote those things. I <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. No, sir. Uh, so, yeah, Gruen was great. Oh, oh, oh. Villains. What was the name of... Of the like the weird moon people. Oh, the the lunatics. Lunatics? Was that what it was? Yeah, like lunatics or like it wasn't. Lunatics. That sounds right. Let me, let me see here. We got the wiki queued up here. Yeah, because I remember there was like this. Yeah, lunatics. Yeah. She was like a little dwarf witch riding on the back of like a giant who was who yeah. was a biped, but he walked on his knuckles. From the moons of or uh, the, the moons of the planet Plundar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Like the Sword of Plundar. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. They were cool villains. I, I, I totally forgot about them until just now. Are you talking about the little one that's like riding the... the leader, uh... yeah. Yeah. She's okay. like a, she yeah. a little witch with like crazy, uh, you know... Yeah, Luna. That was her, her name was Luna. Okay. Yeah. With the uh, with the David Bowie hair from Labyrinth. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Wow, it is. Pretty, pretty close. And then there was... I remember there was a guy with the... Uh, he had like... Um, I don't know if they were goggles or if they were eyes, but they were bright red eyes with like little yellow slits. Yeah, yeah. And then one dude who had like three little knobs on the bottom half of his body and he levitated around. And I knew, I know there's other ones, but I don't remember who they are. Well, let's see. I've got them queued up here. Let's see. We got one of the, the goggles. Um, I think that's red eye. I would imagine so. <laughs> yes. Red eye. That That's him. Yeah. Lunatics. Oh, lunatics with a K. Okay. Yep. yep. And he Yep. Tug mug. Yeah. That's got to be the guy she's riding. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. Red Eye no. was able to detect uh, Tigra when he was invisible. Oh. So. oh. Game yeah. maybe, that's, maybe that's why they were good villains. Yeah. Well, because I think yeah they were brought in sort of after Mumra sort of wore out a little bit. I think they were used to inject new blood. I think so. Yeah. Because they were they were um yeah because I don't even remember them being around until the new Thundercats came out. Linkso and uh, yeah. Myra and Bengali. And that was another thing that a lot of 80s cartoons did when they when they realized they were losing steam, they would do something to shake it up. Yeah. Like, like Th- the whole Transformers thing when they killed off a bunch of them. And... Oh, yeah, that's right. But yeah, they, with the attacks. They knew they could still make toys, because even if they were dead, they can have, like, sewer attack Optimus Prime. Stuff that you never saw in the show, but right. God, that you would buy it. Like, why is Batman wearing... Why does he have a lightsaber this time? I don't know. Just buy it. <laughs> He's green. That's right. It's a green Batman, and he glows in the dark. I don't remember that. Buy it. And I gotta say, the character designs in this show, I mean, all very 80s, and they were obviously working off a very limited animation budget. Yeah, they did. I think the, the intro was probably the best animated part of that show, to be perfectly frank. It's uh, totally true, and also I should I should mention is the animators for that show. Even though like when they were cranking out episodes, the animation was not super great. The intro was totally anime because the animators eventually went on to work for like Studio Ghibli. Yep, they were it was a Japanese animation studio with an American production company. 
that's what they would do. They a lot of times they would farm out. Yeah. You know, and they'd be Rankin. American designs, but they'd be drawn by Japanese animators. Right. Rankin and Bass did that all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, they they did Thundercats, right? Rankin and Bass. Um. Yeah. I'm almost sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I and I always remember them too from the the Hobbit cartoon when I was a little kid, which was like the end all be all of my existence. I I, I would go to sleep doing Gollum's voice and freak the crap out of my mom every night, and that was Rankin and Bass too. And even though it was really all gnarled and it was made to look like Western European, that was another. It was the same Japanese the same Japanese studio that did the animation for Thundercats. And actually, if you look at the Hobbit, um, or even the animated Lord of the Rings that they did at the time, yeah. it's got very similar, like similar stylistically to a lot of the Thundercats designs. So, really? Well, I mean, like if you look at like some of like the more goblin esque creatures on Thundercats, yeah, that's like what. Oh, that's, that's true. They look they look very much like the orcs from the animated Lord of the Rings. That's true because well, there's the Bakshi. There's the Bakshi Lord of the Rings, but there's also the Rankin and Bass Lord of the Rings, too. They yeah. only did a couple of those. They only did, like, two towers or something. Yeah. You're right. And, uh, yeah, you're right, because thinking about the goblins from The Hobbit with, like, the big, deep, like, throats that went straight down and went up to fangs, that kind of yep. looks like Slythe. It does, yep. Oh. That's a total, yeah, total tie-in together. I got... never put that together. Wow. I totally love that Hobbit cartoon, though. Oh, so oh. great. I, I liked the design, and I... I liked the, you know, looking back at it now, it was a um, noble effort. But I just, I couldn't get into it as a kid. Oh, my God, really? Bilbo just looked too weird to me, dude. I'm sorry. He, it, they did look really face, weird. He's that's all why face I, scratchy. Yeah, that's why I was attracted to it, though, because it didn't look like anything I'd ever seen on TV. True, true. I, I even forgave the fact that Smog looked like a giant cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, then, why, not, why not have a fuzzy-eared dragon? Why not? Yeah, I, I, And there's your tie-in to Thundercats. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it all comes back to Thundercats, man. That's right. Oh. And see, and I mean, not to sound old, but I probably am going to sound <laughs> it when I say this. But in Thundercats and a lot of '80s cartoons, the animation not might not have been there, but the detail was actually quite good. Like all the different like accoutrements that they would wear. Well, for example, yeah. what do you mean? Well, I'm trying to like, I mean, just. I mean, nowadays you'll have cartoons that it's very smooth. They won't really go into like the details of like, say, like I don't know, bad example, the bolts on Monkeyan's helmet, say. Oh right, right, okay. Yeah. Or like you. the spikes on their like leather bits. You know, they're really well drawn and they're well detailed. But you know what I think might be the difference is that back then they were, well, I mean, again, of course, part of it is going to be the um, the marketing aspect because if you have the details of the nunchucks, kids want to buy them. But besides that. I think nowadays, like I'm thinking specifically of like um, like Shaolin Showdown, that cartoon, or um, or honestly even Jackie Chan Adventures. Everybody was a little more sleek and slimmed down because they were heading for a more stylized approach to the visuals of the animation. Mm-hmm. Where if you look back at at the human humanoid characters in Thundercats, they basically looked just like people. I mean, they had cat features, but they had the musculature mm-hmm. and the rel- relative proportions. But if you look at, you know, show, a lot of shows nowadays, they go for that trippy, stylized sort of action, you know, oriented. Even even Avatar, even though everybody yep. is very, obviously very human, the things that their bodies do and the way they move, the way the benders move is very alien in an awesome yep. way. Yeah, maybe it's just, you know, generationally, you yeah. know, styles are less, less of Less of detail in the actual uniform, but more detail in the motion and more detail in the, 
you know, uh, the, the actual animation of how they move. Yep. I think yeah. that was the trade-off is that, yeah, we get better animation, but maybe the details aren't as striking in some cases. Yeah. Well, the stories have evolved at least. Jeez. Thank God. For the most part. For the most part. Um, okay, here's here's kind of it's a little bit of an off topic, but it sort of factors into this. In the '80s, it was very standard that the heroes would always win. Like yeah. obviously, the good guys need to win, but it seemed like even when the villain was winning, that they would do something just monumentally stupid. Stupid, yeah. Completely at odds with uh with how it was going up until that one point. Yeah, well, most and, villains. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I can't have been the only person who honestly wanted to see, like, say, Shredder just <laughs> succeed once. Yeah. Just deliver, like, just a beat down to the turtles, even if it doesn't <laughs> last, you know? I don't know. I mean, you have Slythe, who's just, like, a bumbling, bumbling idiot and the yep. self-proclaimed leader of the, uh, um, you know, of that group. The mutants, yeah. The mutants, yeah. I, and, yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't deserve to win. Sorry. Well, maybe what? not Slythe, but there were other good villains. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you're I, right. I, I, you know, like, Groon, Groon the Conqueror. Yep. You know? Yeah. I, he was I a think... ghost in the old series, right? He was like an ancient cat or something. I'm trying... Was that his thing? I just remember him crushing stuff with a mace. That too. Yeah, I remember he, he had the one snaggletooth and he would break stuff, but he, he always referred to himself as Groon the Conqueror. He was like a, like a, like an, like he split up or he, he rebelled when the, the Thundercats landed on third earth or something like that. But I remember he always, he always said he was like the rightful, the rightful ruler of the Thundercats. Um, oh no, I guess he was banished into, into space and then crashed on third earth eventually. Oh yeah. Okay. That sounds more right. I'm also mixing the groon from the new show and the old show. Yeah. But, but I get what you're saying. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something like a situation where you've got like a, a Mumra where he could, have done something to trip up Lino so much that it just kind of he carried the baggage of that for like episodes. Yeah, you know yeah. that that that's good storytelling. You know, you know, be the uh, the Darth Vader uh, Luke Skywalker Darth Vader relationship. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would have appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, it seems unfair to single out Thundercats because every cartoon it was every that... show, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but I, but again. Also, another thing is nowadays people are starting to see cartoons as more of an art form. You know, it's more accessible yep. to people. I mean, when we were kids, if you were if you weren't a little kid and you were watching cartoons, you kind of got laughed at or like ostracized. You know what I mean? But now anybody can watch cartoons. You know what I mean? Right. I, I know people of all ages that watch Avatar and things like that. And they like they watch them with their kids or, you know, and it's not just the stoners. <laughs> anybody <laughs> will watch a cartoon. I mean, the not mere sure fact you and I are able to talk about the 2011 freaking Thundercats when <laughs> yeah. we are not the demographic for that show. Exactly. Um, and, and yeah, so it, it being not as much of a, a quote-unquote kids-only thing makes it a lot easier now. But yeah, I guess you're right. I guess going back to, you know, when I was back to, you know, 15, 16 years old, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't going back to high school and going, hey, guess what episode I saw of Thundercats last night? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Then people would throw stuff at you, you know? Just... Yeah, I mean, it seems like the whole, you know, geek culture is a lot more inclusive now. So you can do things. Like, if you dig it, nobody's going to yell at you yeah. unless you're hurting somebody for the most part. You know what I mean? Right, right. But the 80s, yeah, you're right. It was a little more... Um... It was very different from what I remember. I, w I used to get made fun of constantly for any little trippy thing that I liked. Although, you know, focusing on the 80s, I think that's another big thing, like, a lot of 80s stuff is coming back. It's like making the rounds again. Yeah. And 
thinking about marketing, maybe we are the demographic because we now have disposable income to live vicariously in our youth. <laughs> totally true. Everything old is new again, and it seems to be working out. For the most part. I mean, Thundercats didn't last, then they did that remake of Mass of the Universe back in like the early aughts that didn't you last. Know, but that was you, know what's, cool. you know what's funny, though? Even though that show didn't last, they're still making cool toys. Really? Yeah, I, I know they're not they're not doing it regularly, but you look at like uh you know every year at C two E two or like Comic Con or something, you'll see somebody made like an awesome version of uh oh they were just talking they dropped hints on um what is it topplessrobot.com they were dropping hints about doing a a Moss Man toy. Oh wow! I yeah, like like now, like very soon. Yeah, right. you know, actually, what the last C two E two I went to, they had this redone version of um Soundwave from Transformers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was just totally in love with that. It, it, see, that's exactly right. We are the target demographic. Yeah, yeah, most and definitely. I, I wonder if it's a lot of it is like, you know, as kids, you were right, having the disposable income. Now we can afford getting the stuff that we would couldn't afford as a kid. Or if it's just, I, I'm sure a lot of it is just touching the nostalgia bug, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it really is. Well, I mean, people our age who have kids, they want to get their kids into like the stuff they were into. Yeah. And it, so, uh, Speaking of, you know, and, and it's true, too, because every time I think about something, I'm like, why don't they redo this old show or why don't they make toys of this old show? Trying to like having people connect with their children about the shows they used to watch is a really cool idea. I like that. But I got to tell a, just a little quick story. I used to teach uh, uh, a video game class for um, for over summer, like a little summer camp down in, in Lyle down here in Illinois. And uh, it was at Benedictine University. And I remember. I wanted these kids to come up with designs on their own. I didn't want them to just pull from, you know, things they'd seen. Like everybody was making a little halo guy or, you know, if it wasn't master chief, it was like Jack Sparrow. I'm like, come on guys, come up with something on your own. And I did little workshops with them and we were never able to really tap into their imagination. So I'm like, all right, what can I show them that I know about? That's completely off the wall. That's got completely unique designs that they've never, ever seen. Cause I was teaching grades uh, three through 11. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around. I'm looking at my old VHS pile. I should mention that in my room, I have two huge bookcases full of like thousands of VHS. And I find Pirates of Darkwater. <laughs> no kidding. And I'm like, I'm going to show this to the kids. Because speaking of shows of original everything, like everything was off in that show in a good way. Like the skies were pink. People had yellow eyes with green irises. All their skin tones were different. So there was like no predominant culture. It broke a lot of stereotypes and everything looked weird and awesome. So I was like, yes, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to show this to little kids. So while they were working, I brought in the, the you know, I, I pulled in the, the little TV tray. I got it all ready. I dimmed the lights and I'm like, all right, guys have a seat. This is going to blow your freaking minds. Look at this. And I played it. And as they're watching it, their eyes are just like fixed to the TV. And I'm like, listen, I'm explaining all the little design things like, oh, look at his shoulders do this. And you don't see this in other cartoons. Blah, 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 blah. And afterwards, I put it he away. Told, and I'm told like, you to shut up. Well, yeah, no. So I shut up. I let him watch the end of the episode. And then I, I was doing my work and then I put it away. And I waited till the end. And I was like, so what did you guys think of Pirates of Darkwater? They're like, that show looked like crap. How did you ever watch that? I was like, ah, <laughs> come on, guys. And then they went to go watch, like, you know, Flash movies on Newgrounds. I was like, really? Crap. Well, the end. <laughs> well, if I'm just, I've got a shorter story, but it's something I remember when I was in college. Um, I was with my group of friends. We were at a mall, and I don't know, we were just killing time. We were looking at, this is like when they started releasing those he bed toys, so we were just yep. kind of browsing the aisles. And for whatever reason, they had 
do you remember either remember skeleton warriors yeah yep yep that show they um they had those figures on the wall this is like years and years after the show but they had those figures the originals i looked like it and i was <laughs> i guess like it was a really old kbs i don't know just but like uh but i was looking at it like the kbs that time forgot and I'm just looking at it. I was looking at the package. It's like pretty awesome. I mean, they got the it was like the four-armed guy that whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Who cares about their names? They just look cool. And uh, this one kid was looking at. It, he's like, it's like one I don't know, eleven-year-old. He's like, yeah, that's oh wow, these are pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, right. God, I remember the show from when I was a kid. The kid just looked at me, just put it back on the shelf, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's touched with old. We can't take this. No, <laughs> surely not. No one was alive then. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know, man. I just compared to the cartoons that I see, like you know, the kids watching, you know, Thundercats compared to like SpongeBob, man. There's like no comparison whatsoever. Thundercats mm-hmm. had heart. It really did. Yeah. Even though there was a lot of cheese and there was a lot of you know, Deus Ex Machina and this stuff has to happen because you know we need to just finish this episode. It really was. It was an amazing centerpiece of the '80s that I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, and you got to credit that to the writers because obviously, yeah, they have to write, you know, for half an hour every week and the plots are often ludicrous. But you can tell, I mean, as a writer, as someone who likes to write myself, you don't want to half-ass it. Right. Even if it is ludicrous, you want to try to put your best foot forward. And then a lot of the time, I think they did. That's why, like, the designs are really cool. The concepts are really just out yes. there. Yeah, the concepts. That's, that's another thing, too, is that the ideas... There was your standard, you know, we need to overcome this obstacle. Let's blow this thing up and then we'll get there. But I remember them getting into a lot of situations where they had to, like, think their way through it and really figure something out. And granted, the sword is probably going to save them. But for the brunt of the episode, the Thundercats were quite a bit about thinking outside the box, figuring things out for yourself and not just having things handed to you until the Sword of Omens came out. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to that one episode that I um, was telling you guys about was, you know, the one where he had to go against all of the other Thundercats to kind of beat him or best yeah. him. Um, you know, he wasn't allowed to use the Sword of Omens on that one. So it was kind of a, you know, yeah, this is your normal, you know, scapegoat, you know, to get you past your situations. But this time, you know, you're on your own. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I kids I, noticed that. I think. Oh, I, I know I did for sure. Yeah. Lionel being the fish out of water, even though he, and again, me, the main character is always the most boring character to me. But I, I still, I still liked watching Lionel. I liked knowing that he was a little kid who was in a man's body. I thought that was cool. That was definitely a, a, a great writer's angle. Uh, yeah. You know, for um, you know, that storyline, just so you could. You know, being a kid, you could relate to, you know, here's this, you know, uh, man, if you would, yeah. you know, that's uh, Lord of the Thundercats, you know, and he's kind of like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you'd go off and explore and get yourself into trouble. And, you know, the only difference is you don't have that sword to call your friends. <laughs> right. That you know of. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless somebody had that plastic thing that we just shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Absolutely. Fantastic show. Uh, one, I mean, some of my greatest memories involve Thundercats toys or Thundercats just in the periphery of my vision somewhere <laughs> being the Thundercats. Oh, all right. So now this is uh, off Thundercats, but it's a cartoon that I remember from back then. And I want to find out if anyone else remembers it. And specifically, I think you two might be the ones that would remember it. If anyone would, it would probably be one of us. Visionary. <laughs> Visionaries. Oh, yes. 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 
All right. Holograms in the chest. See, and now that's what I want to have as a future episode here for 80s Reboot Overdrive. Oh, God, yes. Yes, please. Yeah. Nights of the Magical Light. I loved that cartoon. Nights of the Magical Light. That's right. (laughs) Well, that was was the subtitle of the show. Everyone just thinks visitors, but yeah, but that was like under the figures. Yeah. I I had those figures. They were awesome. Yeah. Because when you were a kid, holograms are awesome anyway. Exactly. When they first started coming out, we're like, wait a minute. There's stuff inside the stuff? Oh, my God. All right. So now we're going on to a different, a different episode. So maybe we should go back. So. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> but no. So in that one for sure. But um, yeah. So definitely. Uh, that's definitely one I want to revisit. But uh, so Thundercats. Any uh, parting thoughts? Uh, first of all, you're going to have to watch the new series. All right. You, okay. you should really Hard check watch. it out. Okay. I'm sure yeah, it's on it, Netflix or something, right? Um, I don't know. It was no, for a while. Not, not, not streaming. I know that. Um, but yeah, you could probably find other avenues. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm creative that way. Shift the eyes. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if anything, just to watch for the visuals for that show. It, it's really fantastic. Um, again, the story's a little cheesy, but if, if you look the the world that they built, the new Third Earth for the 2000s is just really fantastic. And the angles that they took for that show, um, like a, like the the reptiles being the slave race yeah. and then becoming, you know, the, the conquerors. I thought that was great. And actually, instead of Lionel being like the kid hero, he they set him up as more of like the um, the out like the idealist, like the cats were very like alpha about ev- about themselves and everyone else. Yeah, and he had like the alien ideas of well, maybe we shouldn't treat the lizards like crap. Right. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, beat on them and hurt them. And I want to research. That was a, that was another thing. They relied on magic, but he liked to research like lost technology. Yes. That, and that made him an outcast. But then you find out like a lot of like their gadgets that they had in the old show, in the new show, they were like lost technology that they repurposed. And yeah. So that was a cool angle. Very cool angle. All right, now I've got to look it up. Yep. <laughs> you guys convinced me. <laughs> yep, you're going to have to. All right. All right, is there anything else? Uh, ho, I guess. <laughs> ho! Thunder, thunder, <laughs> Thundercats, thunder ho! This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel, sir! Hey, Bonsai!